Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hi, this is Mindy, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment of pause. Just be still and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all He's done, is doing, and will do. Worship, a prayer of praise. Oh God, the source of eternal light, should forth your unending light upon us who watch for you, that our lips may praise you, our lives may bless you, and our worship today give you glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet me and lead me in your kingdom today. Our reading today is Hosea 11, 12 through 13, 16. The word of God says, Israel surrounds me with the lies and deceit, but Judah still obeys God and is faithful to the Holy One. The people of Israel feed on the wind. They chase after the east wind all day long. They pile up lies and violence. They're making an alliance with Assyria while sending olive oil to buy support from Egypt. Now the Lord is bringing charges against Judah He's about to punish Jacob for all his deceitful ways and pay him back for all he has done. Even in the womb, Jacob struggled with his brother when he became a man. He often, he even fought with God. Yes, he wrestled with the angel and won. He wept and pleaded for a blessing from him. There at Bethel, he met God face to face and God spoke to him. The Lord God of heaven's armies, the Lord is his name. So now come back to your God. Act with love and justice and always depend on him. But no, the people are like crafty merchants selling from dishonest scales. They love to cheat. Israel boasts, I am rich. I've made a fortune all by myself. 
No one has caught me cheating. My record is spotless. But I am the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in Egypt, and I will make you live in tents again as you do each year at the Festival of Shelters. I sent my prophets to warn you with many visions and parables, but the people of Gilead are worthless because of their idol worship. And in Gilgal too, they sacrifice bulls. Their altars are lined up like the heaps of stone along the edges of a plowed field. Jacob fled to the land of Aram, and there he earned a wife by tending sheep. Then by a prophet, the Lord brought Jacob's descendants out of Egypt, and by that prophet, they were protected. But the people of Israel have bitterly provoked the Lord. So their Lord will now sentence them to death in payment for their sins. When the tribe of Ephraim spoke, the people shook with fear, for that tribe was important in Israel. But the people of Ephraim sinned by worshiping Baal, and thus sealed their destruction. Now they continue to sin by making silver idols, images shaped skillfully with human hands. Sacrifice to these, they cry, and kiss the calf idols. Therefore they will disappear like the morning mist, like dew in the morning sun, like chaff blown by the wind, like smoke from a chimney. I have been the Lord your God ever since I brought you out of Egypt. You must acknowledge no God but me, for there is no other Savior. I took care of you in the wilderness in that dry and thirsty land, but when you would eaten and were satisfied, you became proud and forgot me. So now I will attack you like a lion, like a leopard that lurks along the road, like a bear whose cubs have been taken away, I will tear out your heart. I will devour you like a hungry lioness and mangle you like a wild animal. You are about to be destroyed, O Israel, yes, by me, your only helper. Now where is your king? Let him save you. Where are all the leaders of the land, the king and the officials you demanded of me? In my anger I gave you kings, and in my fury I took them away. Ephraim's guilt has been collected, and his sin has been stored up for punishment. Pain has come to the people, like the pain of childbirth, but they are like a child who resists being born. The moment of birth has arrived, but they stay in the womb. Should I ransom them from the grave? Should I redeem them from death? O death, bring on your terrors. O grave, bring on your plagues, for I will not take pity on them. Ephraim was the most fruitful of all his brothers, but the east wind, a blast from the Lord, will arise in the desert. All their flowing springs will run dry, and all their wells will disappear. Every precious thing they own will be plundered and carried away. The people of Samaria must bear the consequences of their guilt, because they rebelled against their God. They will be killed by an invading army, their little ones dashed to death against the ground, their pregnant women ripped open by swords. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, it's a heavy one. As I reflect on this scripture, it's very hard to not say, oh, that's just so awful. But I see God's pain. I see his hurt. These are a collection of uh, Hosea's poems. They're a warning and a prophetic reminder of consequences for their sins, very real consequences for their sins, which show up in how they don't consult in God and they don't trust in God. Nearness to God impacts every area of our lives, just like being far from God impacts every area of our lives. 
Israel was becoming more religious, but they were just adding in more pagan gods. God is saying that Israel as a whole is doing whatever they want to please themselves and, and feels no remorse. What a wake of destruction it's leaving. Sin brings division. God's emotions are so complex. He promises to punish them, but later there's a shift and a change in tone and his heart softens. Israel's hope lies in that God will help them do what he's called them to do. He'll help them repent and remain faithful to himself. But Hosea knows they won't lean into that help, but they'll continue to do things as they've always done them and pursue wealth and independence. Abundant provision can make you forget the provider. When God gives gifts to his kids, it's intended to point to his heart for us. A gift is meant to connect us to the giver. If our hearts stop on the gift itself, it's better to not even have it because it's going to go away anyway. It's going to break or fade or be forgotten. And it'll be just like how Israel asked God for a king and then they regretted it. They've consistently broken the covenant again and again, yet God is again renewing it. The story of Hosea and Gomer and the story of God and Israel both serve to show us that God's love is bigger than sin. God's words to Israel apply to all of us. We're all like this more often than we're not. God's heart is to heal and save a people like us, meeting us with open arms. Because of Christ, God's wrath has a landing place. He received it. We don't. We get the relationship and all its benefits. God did something to save his people. There's hope. He's calling his people to repentance so he can heal their waywardness and love them freely. It requires an act of God's grace and love. Hosea's poems to northern Israel aren't locked in the past. They reveal deep truths about God's character, purposes, and human nature. God does and should bring his justice on evil, but his heart is to heal and save his people.
Father, we are so sorry. We're so sorry for hurting you. We know through the text over and over that there is evidence of how much you love us and how you pursue us. We're sorry for grieving your heart and for using you for your gifts and provision. Open our eyes and open our hearts. Remind us, thank you for your faithfulness to remind us over and over again and drawing us back to yourself. Thank you for continually equipping us and finishing what you started in us. Help us to love you more. And thank you for how grand and beautiful your love for us is. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen.